You're listening to the Project Bliss Podcast, where we dive into project management and leadership skills to help you have an amazing career. I'm Lee Espy, project management and career coach with 20 years of experience in project management, working in diverse environments in both the U.S. and abroad. But this podcast is about you and how you can have the most amazing career in project management. This is a career that lets you continue to grow, serve, create, collaborate, and earn a great income while you're doing it. So join me and learn how to level up your career. Today's topic is one that you have probably experienced at some point in your life. Whether or not you're familiar with the term imposter syndrome, you are likely familiar with the feeling. It's the feeling or belief that somebody will discover that you are a fraud, that somebody's going to find out that you don't know what the heck you're doing. Even if you've got degrees, if you've got the knowledge, maybe even you've already got the experience, you believe that others are going to realize you shouldn't be there. It's really not uncommon. It's actually a very common feeling. And if you experience it, I promise you're in good company. Maya Angelou, Jody Foster, Seth Godin, Dr. Margaret Chan, there's a long list of other highly accomplished people that have been quoted as experiencing imposter syndrome. So to help, for the next time this feeling comes over you, I'm going to give you 11 strategies to overcome imposter syndrome. Now, out of 11 strategies, surely there will be something here that's going to help next time you experience this feeling. The first strategy, number one, identify and challenge the negative thoughts. Cognitive behavior therapy, or CBT, is a practice that recognizes the relationship between your thoughts, your feelings, and the behavior. If you tell yourself you're not qualified, that's the thought, then you'll begin to feel inadequate. That's the feeling, and then the behavior that follows is you'll act as if it's so. Now, this isn't always the case. If you start to feel inadequate, you're going to act that way. But the key point here is recognizing that it's the thoughts that trigger the feelings you're having. That's the first important step. Identify the thoughts that come up when you experience the self-doubt you're having. And look at the thoughts objectively and challenge them. So if you say to yourself, somebody's going to figure out I'm a fraud, Challenge that with the fact that you are where you are based on your merit. Recognize what you've done to get there. You've earned it. You deserve to be there. You've worked for it. And you're well qualified. So challenge those thoughts with what you know about why you're there. Strategy number two. Recognize that you're a work in progress. You won't know everything. Nobody knows everything. That's okay. You're constantly learning, and that's a good thing. Even failures are opportunities to grow. Adopt a growth mindset and understand that learning and growing is a continual process. You're never going to get to the end destination, and you're going to continue to grow and learn. Remember Michael Jordan's quote, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot and I've missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life and that's why I succeed. Number three, 
focus on what you bring to the table. You have a unique combination of experience and perspective. No one else can be exactly like you. This gives you unique value that you bring to the table. Number four, change your language. Don't talk down about your work. Don't criticize yourself. Don't use words that minimize your accomplishments, such as just or only. Let me give you an example of what I mean. I was having lunch with a friend one day, and she was working at a cool design firm here in town. We hadn't seen each other in a while, and we were talking about her job. And I was telling her how impressed I was, and she said, oh, I'm just a, and she named her job title, and she completely minimized her role with her language. And I was so upset to hear her talk this way about it, and I scolded her, and I said, Oh, no, do not ever talk this way about your role. Don't minimize your role. And I pointed out that she uses creativity and problem-solving skills and so many skills that are admirable. And she stopped and she thought about it, and she said, Oh, my goodness, you're right. I've never thought about it that way. And hopefully she took it to heart and hasn't spoken that way since then, and that's what I mean. So don't minimize or diminish your value or the value of what you do. Number five, accept compliments. The same advice regarding language goes for accepting compliments. When somebody compliments your work, accept it graciously and recognize that you've done something worth complimenting. Okay, we're on number six, and hopefully you're finding some good stuff here. Number six, change your body language. Act as if you are already the confident version of yourself that you want to be. If you're not familiar with Amy Cuddy, I highly recommend her work. You can find her work on TED Talks, and she's got a wildly popular TED Talk called Your Body Language Shapes Who You Are. I have a link to it in my article, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. She and her team ran experiments in which they had test subjects adopt either high power poses or low power poses for two minutes. And then they tested hormonal levels. They tested testosterone and cortisol. They found changes in the subject's testosterone and cortisol levels after only two minutes. These simple two-minute poses cause hormonal changes that can impact your brain to be confident and comfortable or alternately stress-reactive. So... Faking it until you make it can actually lead to real change. If you hadn't seen the video, watch it, seriously. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes. Number seven, list your accomplishments. Recognize all that you have succeeded in or managed to overcome. Everybody's faced challenges, so I know you have. You've overcome obstacles, you've succeeded, you're strong, and you're capable. You've done things that required courage before, and you've possibly even changed someone's life through an act of kindness or support. Now, if you need to physically make a list that you can have handy to pull out when you need it, do it. And add to it as you remember things or you have new successes. Number eight, discuss with successful friends. Have conversations with friends who you see as bold and accomplished. It's possible they'll tell you they've felt the same way. And this can help normalize these feelings for you. 
Also, their advice on how they dealt with it, along with their encouragement, can help you move through this self-doubt. Number nine, focus on helping others. When you take the focus off yourself and offer support and value to others on your team, you not only lessen the stress of self-doubt, but you gain confidence by adding value and helping others succeed. Number 10, get involved in professional organizations in your industry. This is a tip from certified career strategist, Christine Cristiano, who often encounters imposter syndrome in her clients. She shared that many of her clients who get a big promotion often have these feelings of self-doubt. And she tells them to get involved in their industry association and if they're able to help others in the same career, in the same industry, she finds that it lessens that self-doubt for them and it gives them a boost of confidence. And strategy number 11, accept it. You may never completely escape imposter syndrome, especially if you continue to step out of your comfort zone and seek growth opportunities. As you continue to succeed and reach for new challenges, it may likely emerge again. But when it emerges, recognize it for what it is and move through it. Financial planner Carl Richards has a quote in his weekly New York Times column about this very thing. He says, and I quote him, I've learned to think of it as a friend. So now when I start to hear that voice in my head, I take a deep breath, pause for a minute, put a smile on my face and say, welcome back, old friend. I'm glad you're here. Now, let's get to work. I hope you found something helpful in that list of 11 strategies to address imposter syndrome. Now, if you're facing imposter syndrome, you're likely feeling that self-doubt because you're taking on challenges and growing. See it as a good sign and keep learning what you need to know to succeed. Recognize it for what it is and tell yourself that it's a part of your professional growth. But to make it easier, I've created a download. If you want to download this list of strategies and have it handy when you need it, go ahead. I'll put a link to the article in the show notes and you can grab it there. I hope you found this helpful. You've been listening to the Project Bliss Podcast with Lee Espy. Thank you for listening. You'll find more information on project management, leadership, and career skills, such as templates, guides, and workbooks on my website at projectbliss.net. And let me know if you have questions or ideas for future topics. Until next time, do good work.